Hey guys, welcome back to the Moto Academy podcast. If you want to watch full episodes, you can do so exclusively at club.themotoacademy.com. This is an app that offers the highest level of motocross training. You guys can send in your riding footage to be analyzed. We have hundreds of hours of tutorial videos, full episodes of this podcast available to view, and so much more. You guys can hang out with Jet Lawrence, myself, and cameraman Cam, and the rest of the Emoto Academy team inside of the Moto Academy app. Check that out at club.themotoacademy.com. We're just leveling up here at the Moto Academy podcast. Another new location brought to you by Jackson and James. Jackson was on the verge of getting fired today when I found out that he was did all of his recording yesterday backwards, meaning he thought he hit the button when he didn't. So each time he clicked yeah, record. Yeah, we would say, okay, you guys ready? You know the line? Action. And then the video would stop. And, and then, did it for a long time, apparently. And then when you thought the clip was over, he'd hit record and yeah. then record the ground. But you see, you guys, you're not, you're missing the bigger picture. See, Cam is a film buff. Oh, it's okay. avant garde, all right? It's showing the people everything else. I'm trying to bring a new spin to It's things. a new perspective. Yeah, yeah like thank you. I'm trying to break out of the algorithm. Yeah. All right. And we're not going to do it by doing the same thing over and over again, just showing people what we want them to see. Hey, what episode is this? 21. 21? Can you Can do you do we're leveling up. We just hit a threshold 20, of 21. downloads. Yep. Things are really popping off here at the Moto Academy podcast. Go download it somewhere. 21. Where is it? Shopify? Subify? Spotify. Spotify. And Apple. Um, yeah, also, we sent Jackson and James to come set up a podcast set just now. Yeah. And AJ and I come up, and they brought the carpet, the chairs the little deer the trees all outside great job that's a pretty really well done we're at my apartment again turns out lots of good locations here for one of you we've got the next seven episodes planned out just so you know yeah not (laughs) same set (laughs) just different background see a lot of people they choose have like the same background and the same you know but and different centerpieces and different decor we you know again we're trying to do we're trying to blaze a trail here. So we're going to that building next week, actually. So we're going to take the same yeah. carpet and three, three <laughs> white trees. Yeah. We're going to do a Supercross just... review show later, and it's going to be us floating in the pool with the same chairs <laughs> and trees behind us. Wow. So if you guys, those of you watching, by the way, you can watch full episodes of this podcast inside of the Moto Academy app exclusively. Go to club.themotoacademy.com. Subscribe to the app to watch f- these episodes in their entirety. I mean, it's definitely for that alone that's worth it. If you're watching it, there's a person missing. Yes, there is. There's a person missing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we lost one. Ryan. So, yeah. Ryan injured himself. He's not dead. Well, you said we lost one. We lost. Feels it. like it. Well. Yeah. The the you could pour it out. So video Dumped guy it on my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video guy Ryan. So yesterday we were going to shoot at Tampa MX all day, and Jackson and James felt the need to make breakfast. So we got set back a couple hours. Wow, that's an interesting way to say <laughs> Jackson and James woke me up with breakfast in bed. Okay, that's you're, also not you're what being selfish right now, and you yeah. need to change your attitude. <laughs> no, okay, it's amazing. It's amazing what goes on. 
what? honestly in this guy's head. Yeah. How he just changes things, the narrative, so that he doesn't feel guilty for killing Ryan. So basically half of the group, <laughs> well, two people wanted to go to a one track. And I think the rest of the group was so tired. I can at least speak for myself. I didn't want to go drive two hours to go to Moto Bros. What about you? I was indifferent, honestly. I was it, indifferent. Yeah. Oh, so I was the only one that didn't yeah. want to go. Cam and Ryan really wanted to go to Moto Bros. Yes. Anyhow, we may or may not have went to Soho in Tampa and had a slightly later night than we were supposed to. Although I was back at, we were back at what time? We were all back. We were fine. We were all here. Well, yeah, we're fine. Agent, and I you work. guys okay? You guys were okay? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Cam and I got in an Uber without you, so my I apologies. Was ready to sleep. It was a nice one too. All good, dude. We had a nice ride home. Yeah. Why you gotta Why you gotta do us like that? What time did you get home? I was here early. Yeah, we were did all you? here. Yeah, we're we were here right after you. So anyhow, we went to Tampa MX and met Doctor Irresistible Ryan at Tampa MX and as we're pulling in Jackson's in the back left hand seat and he goes uh oh Ryan's holding his arm and he has dirt all over himself and there's a bunch of people standing around him so we quickly park we get out turns out he did a butt whip and it bit him Cased okay, it. do we know if he did a butt whip yeah, Ross was following him. Ross, okay, so there was a so, butt whip involved. And if I Ross said it looked pretty cool. So, so I don't whip. know. It was a legit whip. If that maybe he just came up short and that's why we don't. We'll it, never know. No, but like he just he made a butt whip look cool. I just you know. So it was a moment of growth. Throwing, yeah, you guys keep trying to say like butt whip like a bad thing, but for us, I mean. That's those our are, bread and butter. Those are whips. <laughs> those are whips. They count. <laughs> That's our bread and butter right there. Count it. They count. Yeah. Well, Tampa MX has really steep obstacles, so the problem is... Okay, also the finish line, for every single lap that I... This, the landing's slightly higher than the takeoff, maybe? Slightly higher, but also that jump is just, like, weird to judge. Hmm. Like, yeah. I kind of landed in a different spot every single time. Yeah. And I kind of came up short most of the time. And essentially, yeah, he was sideways and landed short. And just oh. slapped right down. Yeah, he, it's uh, that track has a lot of, like, it's an outdoor track, but it's in very enclosed, like, it's a very, they don't have a lot of square footage there. So all of the obstacles, a lot of them are right out of the corner. And that jump especially is, um, you know, that early in the morning, you'd be going outside, but there's no real outside line yet, so you're kind of everywhere. But people seem to come out of that at an angle and kind of carve up the face. And people are carving up the face that don't have the skill level to be carving up a face. Mm. So I feel like that's what kind of what happens. Like if you see later in the day, all the lines up that jump are kind of going diagonally. And most of the people that ride there are not people that would be going diagonally off of. I see a lot of people get sketchy on that jump. So he crashed, broke his collarbone, punctured, or maybe even collapsed his lung. Yes. So he's got a chest tube. Tube in his chest. Uh, Fractured something in his back, broke his ribs. Anything else? Said he hit his head, but he doesn't think he had a concussion. And they didn't do anything like yeah. to test him, but he probably rung his bell. So I'm good. not a camera guy. R.I.P. Ryan. Yeah, yeah get a little soon, Ryan. We, yeah. we we felt awful. Good he, news. He hopped on the team call this morning, so okay. he earned. Uh, good news. I just want to say, like, this is Ryan. If you guys don't know, he prides himself in looking as factory as he can, and they got. We'll just let the unbelievable rice dude. rocket run through here. But uh, that was a cool Civic, though. Um, (laughs) 
but uh, nice they camera. got his jersey off without cutting it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. spectacular. When we were sitting in the truck, I go, Ryan, I have unfortunate news for you. Yeah. And he goes, what? I said, that jersey's getting cut off and it's sublimated and he, that's, so, he prides himself so on sick. that jersey. But I give him credit. He earned a brownie point with me today. Yeah, by I getting think that's on the- why his lung collapsed. He, like it was just punctured and then they were like, we got to... He talked too we much on a team call, off. and he. We got to cut it off, and then in the movement, getting it off. That's when his long, that, that was the last straw. I give him credit for getting the team call. So Ryan, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, I respect that. You get hurt. Part of life happens when you ride dirt bikes, I suppose. But less likely to happen when you subscribe to the MotoAcademy.com, yeah. James. Did you know that? Uh, I did. I rode my dirt bike today. Rate me one to ten. One to ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a nine seven. That was what? no. Listen, I haven't seen the racy side of AJ. I don't I don't think ever really. <laughs> Listen, no no no, and that's not that's not an insult. He just always rides in his comfort zone. At the end of the day, you are not the person to get into a flow halfway through your last twenty lap moto of the day and start knocking off tenths off those lap times lap after lap after lap so to see that that was unbelievable and the track was hammered it was hammered and i, I was feeling a flow it actually felt really good i can't wait and what's the date december 4th so we're i think the first race is february 5th yeah it's close enough. so we're exactly two months yeah two months so out. yeah today was we were out at the dog pound that's you said you rode your dirt bike but yeah, yeah, we all got we to were, go. We, we, we all got to go to the dog pound, which was pretty amazing. But yeah, AJ busted out three 20 lap motos. Well, what I was going to say is I've never seen you ride that long. And like you skipped the whoops once, one moto. Yeah. Other than that, it was full laps the whole time. And good. Like, yeah. The first cool. one was ugly. The second one got better. And the third one felt really good until I got my flat tire. Really good. Yeah, it feels quite nice to, and it's fun to have the group there. Actually, I, it's so I, then the the ice bath felt good. It's just cool to have a facility to show up like that and then just ride and grab my little Honda duffel bag and walk out of there and leave when I'm done. It's so easy, yeah. and it's fun. So, like, what have your your last few years, like for those who maybe just started following you or don't even know, like your last, let's say, last three years, your you know month leading up to supercross what what has it been uh, working on my business traveling around doing classes not riding at all so there's been years let me try and remember here so like 2020 i showed up to the first round i think i did all of the 450 rounds so I, the first i did a1 i showed up to a1 and i hadn't touched a supercross track since vegas Whatever year they had Vegas for the last round, right. this was the, the year I'm talking about, 2019, 2020. It was Vegas. The previous year in May was the last time I had touched a Supercross track. So I remember closing my eyes when I was down there in the infield, getting, getting ready for first practice and thinking, okay, Vegas wasn't that long ago, it was just May. Like, let's think about the triple, let's think about the rhythm sections and like try and remember what this is like. That's how I've been operating for as long as i can remember the last time i i trained i built my i built a super cross track in 2017 and i got arm pump surgery that year 
but I was on a 450. I was still young and stupid. My headspace was stupid. Was that at, where, where was the Supercross track? Uh, at, at, Tomahawk? at Tomahawk. So okay. the problem with that is the weather got crappy, you know, three weeks before January. Yeah. And Supercross started. And then once Supercross started, I was riding in the snow. So it just, you know, it was like a half, it was a half-ass effort. Yeah. What, like, did it do any good or does it almost do more harm than good trying to like train i mean I, kind of I was com i was more competitive that year like i made i rode for a yamaha team on the 250 i made pretty much all of those main events i was top five in heat races i made 450 main events so i was like okay and then before that it was 2013 2014 2015 and that was before I created Moto Academy, which was AJ Cat and Zero Moto X Academy at the time in 2016. So 2013, 14, 15 were my last years of. <laughs> what just happened? I was texting my father. Sorry. Continue. That's okay. Family yeah, he remember? was just telling you a deep heart felt. Unbelievable. I was listening. 20. I thought you 17? just realized how yeah, short his shorts made all the were. Main okay. events. What years did I train? Before then. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so most of them. Some of them. So what year are we in? We're going into 23 Supercross. So it's been since, you know, it's been it's been eight years. And it feels quite nice. Feels quite nice. It's, it's exciting. Fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And the good thing is now I'm mature enough and smart enough to know that there's no expectations. There's no reason to be nervous. And I'm just going going to enjoy it just the same, but even more because I'm actually prepared. How many people lining up on the gate this year are in a situation that, I mean, genuinely your results at these rounds, like doing better might help, but doing worse is not going to hurt your standing in the industry at all. No. Well, that's the best. That's the best part. I only have things they gain, yeah. right? There, I, if I go out and don't make a single main event and ride horribly, which would never happen with this much preparation, what does it matter? doesn't matter. Yeah. So a lot of people aren't in that. There's a lot of people, and I've been in this situation before, that are at the Supercross races and operating out of desperation. Uh, and right. that's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, guys and, that don't and have like money, they a, don't have a plan B, they don't, they're just, they need to do well. This preseason, we've seen, like, some horrific injuries, like, leading up, and I feel like that's probably a contributing factor. It's like, this is, like, pretty do-or-die situation as far as, like, li livelihood for a lot of these, these riders, you know, fighting for a spot on a team, trying to prove their spot on the team and that, and, like, we're in, we're in crunch time before A1. And it's like we're seeing some pretty horrific injuries coming out of training camps across the industry. Also, I, this is a time of year where a lot of the riders are in the same um, weeks of their boot camp, and meaning like almost reaching burnout. You know right. what I mean? So I was talking to Dazzy this week and you know they're taking us they're doing a slow week because it was like holy cow we've done so many weeks in a row since Dis nations that they needed it and so i think what happens is you reach that level of fatigue you're still trying to do the motos and then you make one stupid silly little mistake although i know specifically like heart raff i hope heart raff feel better it, that was bike situation i think yeah. right bike cutout i believe so yeah, yeah. which that so sucks. what's uh like 
we know what your schedule's been. Like, uh, probably about mid-November you started? Yeah, November yeah, 15th. After November our Tampa, 16th. Our Tampa date yeah. with the Lawrence brothers, so about halfway through November. November 16th, and, and I had one... Three days a week? I had one month of... Uh, I had, like, three weeks of in-the-gym training before I started okay. that, which was helpful. So what would... Like everybody else, like you said, they're all in the same week of their Supercross boot camp. When I'm not do, there yet. When does when do they start? Um, I believe like some like a team like Star would would have started pretty like close to the end of Destinations. Yeah, wow. October like, probably October, and also they're not really taking much time off, so they get into the swing of it pretty quickly, and then yeah, there's just some weeks in Supercross like. It's scary. Even today, so hitting the Supercross triple, turning right, and scrubbing that little roller, and then having to preload the crap out of that double yeah. that like you never knew if you were going to get traction or not. And in the later laps, my legs were so tired. I was just like, at any point, I'm going to go to try to preload this and stand up, and I'm not going to be able to stand up, and right. I'm just going to whoa and push right through it. Yeah. And that's all it takes in Supercross is one little, like, oh, I missed time that because my legs got tired. Yeah. There was a couple of them. Not just you. Yeah. We heard a lot of the other boys. Yeah, that track today was mangled. Yeah. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of bikes out there. Uh, and a lot of guys that were, like, there was two or three guys riding first day. You had Benny on the 450, you had Jonah on the 350. So, like, different bike sizes a lot of different techniques kind of so yeah. the lines were just all <laughs> all over the place yeah. that's why i got arm pumped the first couple of motos because i was like what it was just so hard to ride but cam what are we doing today we have questions we have questions okay. is this, i think is this our first time doing like uh questions with the group yeah i think so yeah so i'm gonna say it again i've said it a million times you guys know this uh in the app if you're in the app you can send us video questions take a video of yourself asking us a question could be about anything literally anything mm -hmm. i actually have a video in here uh, about straight rhythm mm -hmm. <laughs> um but there's there's it's relevant um okay. but it, it got sent in just too late for when we did that podcast uh but yeah at any point anytime we don't have to be asking for them you can send me a message with a video submission in the app. But that's a good uh, promo question. though, that we're answering a straight rhythm question now. If we've talked about something on the podcast that like a couple weeks later, you're like, hey, I had a question yeah. about that. Send it in, <laughs> we'll right. take it. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. So we have a bunch of questions today, which is awesome. Thanks for sending them in. Uh, shall we begin? Actually, we even have uh, some riding footage to break down today, which we've never done before. All right, I'll take a look. Great. So <laughs> we're going to do that as well and see how that goes. What? Yeah, Jackson. We, Actually, no. That however, would be you cool. only get Jackson's advice. Yeah. <laughs> no. We'll, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll let Jackson be, go first. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let me and Cam do it first, okay. and then you guys yeah. analyze them and yeah. also analyze our analyzation. Saddam. Gonna say it, might lose a subscriber or two. People that drive Mustangs are the worst. Uh, <laughs> Is that what it was? I, well, yes, I knew it was, and I looked, and it's a maroon Mustang, Mustang taking the left-hand turn. What oh, year? Every it? time you hear an obnoxious car go through this city, it's a, it's Mustang. a Mustang that's got like How a straight. How about the one the on other it? day when we were going through the crosswalk? Was it a Mustang? It sounded like a stock car that belonged yeah. at Daytona. Yep. Unreal. What's, Don't what's do really, that in the What's city. really interesting is, like, I've actually never been able to relate. Even, like, 
to Mustangs? Jackson, you're gonna twist this so bad. Um, no, cars or even dirt bikes, when people feel the need to like rev the crap out of stuff in the pits or like down the street, it's like, what are you doing? Daddy issues. It's, it's totally like unnecessary. <laughs> Daddy yeah, simple. That's your analysis? Yeah, for sure. All right, you ready for a question? Why do you think that I just look for opportunities to tear you down? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you disrespecting yeah. my oh, boy over my. here? Someone Question number one, coffee right? this morning or something? Go ahead. Dude. <laughs> All day. All, All right, right, let's hear it. Hey, AJ, it's Andy. Uh, I had a question for you. I was wondering when you're gonna spend some time on personal development, specifically your riding skills. Since I know you're a big woods guy, I thought uh, maybe someday it'd be cool to watch a vlog where you hone your off-road skills off the track. And what I'm referring to is I think it would be awesome to watch a vlog of you taking one of the classes from either Ride with the Knights, Meg's Brap, or Graham Jarvis. And uh, it would just be fun to watch you exercise some different muscles, uh, not spinning laps on a track. Shout out Andy. Look at that beautiful tree behind him. He has the best submissions ever. Yeah, Andy Very, does? very yeah. articulate. And fire I love will. how we love Andy. You should come ride at his house. Yeah. Good inquisitive questions. Good. Hey, I would love to. Uh, I was just messaging... Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Forgot his name. I don't oh know how you, I don't know how you, yeah. Just won the championship. Yeah, just won the championship. Oh, wait, who? Top of the world, Red Bull athlete. Yeah. Uh, I was just messaging him on Instagram. He invited us to Spain. So we could do that with Johnny Walker. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. If you guys want to see us go to Spain, I, I that's, yeah, let's do that. I'd like to see us go, like, to I wanna go to Spain. I want to go to Spain. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Spain. But no, but we've fun. actually been talking about doing those kind of things a lot. Like now that we have like, a group of guys that's all really passionate about riding in that like there are like events and things that we want to do as a team uh partially for like the amount of content it would bring would be fantastic and just as like team building like riding exercises as a group like there's we were just talking to someone who has a bunch of woods bike setups at tampa mx and he said yeah like next time you guys are all out here let me know we'll find like a hair scrambler or something to go do as a team and like things like that yeah absolutely 24 hour races oh you name it i'm in so disrespectful. Me in. <laughs> so disrespectful. Now, oh my god can we, can we talk about the glenn helen thing where that we're talking about don't know if this will actually ever happen but it was glenn helen right yeah 24 yeah. hour race what if Team Moto Academy did the 24-hour race? I think that would be yeah. Epic. Oh, it's, it's would a you win, do it? Not an if. Would I do would it? Would you do absolutely? I'd yeah, do it. yeah. It was, so I much think fun. that well, yeah. as a team, it would right? be so mandatory. It would be mandatory. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd stick it out. Why yeah. are you laughing? Huh? We could handle it. No, just the fact that it would be made mandatory. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right. funny. No, you I must. But also, like, like it's not a bad thing to train. Like, I we need your perspective on this, but like training other disciplines because um, I think it goes both ways. And I've like, I have most of my up in Canada, like the big scene is off-road riding, not motocross. So a lot of the people that I know that ride, they like to train motocross and it helps them with high speed stuff off-road. And uh, I find that vice versa. I have a lot of like cousins and family and friends who literally since they were young all they ride is trails all the time and you put them on a track and they're so good at like bike control things that people that have been raised on a track aren't even that everything i of. teach translates really well also so the plan is in in q2 so 
April, May, June. We're going to do a bunch of classes and bring in and do like collaborative efforts with off-road guys is the plan. Yeah. So it's appropriate that you ask that, Andy, because the plan is Pennsylvania area and New England area. We're going to hit a bunch of tracks that do, you know, J days and different GNCCs and have guys like high caliber off-road guys collaborate. Good question. Yep. Good yeah, question. That, that'll be, that'll be cool. I would love to do a J day or something that would just, I would get smoked. Yeah, we need, we need to do something to like warm up. We could do hair scramble. Yeah. That'd be fun. Sure. That'd be way sure. fun. All right. Next question. Hit us with it. Next question. Short and sweet. Here we go. Hi, AJ. How did you get the idea for a challenge coin? And also go jet and it's really cool. Challenge coins. Challenge coin. Uh, obviously military guys, but who specifically would have introduced me to that? Yeah. Like, hmm. can you take me to the beat? I don't even know what that is at all. So, and geez, I hope this is accurate. So I think the origin of it is you, if you're in a bar with other military guys and you like put your mil your coin down on the table and somebody didn't have theirs, you'd have to buy them a round of drinks maybe. Okay. I, I definitely think it was, but something like before that. Before that, you get the coins in the military yeah. for achievements or whatever, sure. right? Oh, I think okay. so, maybe. I think that's how it works. I have no idea. We sell them yeah. on it's the like website. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Xbox, like you complete certain missions, you get like an achievement. Yeah, so we had coins on the website at one point and the idea was, hey, you bring this coin to me nope. and then I'll we give you a, something cool. So, and there's like a cool handshake you do to pass it over to the person. And I imagine that just a military person when I was sponsored and partnered with Black Rifle at the time, gave me one and we got it on film. And then I was like, cool, I'll start collecting them. I have a safe at home and I just started collecting a bunch of coins. And once one person caught on on the YouTube and we put it on the YouTube, then I just started getting coins like crazy. So I think that was the origin. Right? So you have a collection of legitimate. Oh, you should see how many I have. I would love to oh. see them. Yeah. So you have a proper collection of yeah, real travel. Probably, I don't, I don't know, 100. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. So are you still doing the thing where if people come find you with one technically of yours? no but yes okay. it's been happening still i saw that happen once yeah well Where? it's happened a bunch and just like randomly it happened you know two weeks ago and i was like well I'm definitely still not doing this but yep can't i'm not gonna say no yeah so I we think were doing awesome. a thing for a little while where if you had a moto academy challenge coin we'd give you a shirt or something yeah like at a race or whatever but those coins are cool collectibles now because i think that they have the old logo on it they, they do, do. Yeah, the green yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of a cool... Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of cool. I have one. Don't know how I got it. I don't know where... I don't know who gave it to me. Somebody gave me a Moto Academy Challenge course. Really? Yeah, and I have it in my car. I don't know where it wow. came from. To that's funny. Honest. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... Jackson, those are going to be worth something one day. Was a leasing agent trying to get out here or yeah, something? Somebody yeah, somebody was was waving. I couldn't really see who it was, but... Well, she was pointing they, at something, Then they left. We're busy. Yeah. I see that. What's that about? Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't. I don't know. Gonna... I thought I thought they were just looking, and then I'm like, are they trying to get out here? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to show them the gorilla area. All right, next question. Next. Hit us with it. Okay. Good we... question, by the way. Yeah, Love it. good question. Go jet. Okay, here we go. Go jet. Have you guys ever been like bad question? Um, that was bad. I don't think. Not when I've been on. I've never. Right. Well, I want you guys at home to take that as a challenge. I've had a I bad, want you to send in question. something that the response is, that was an awful question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. 
two quick uh, straight rhythm related questions uh, for Cam and AJ both and whoever else is on the podcast. Uh, what do you think is the place of two strokes in the world of modern motocross? And uh, for AJ, uh, what did you change about your riding technique, if anything at all, uh, to make the two stroke work in that supercross setting? Thanks. What was the first part of the question? Okay, good question is where do two strokes where do two strokes fall in the in modern motocross? Like, what's their place? Oh, definitely not supercross. I tell you that much. <laughs> After doing the one twenty five at Atlanta and even worse at Gillette last year. It gave me a respect for what Stank Dog was doing on his. The 250 might be a different story, just easier to actually clear the obstacles. The 125 was like, what am I doing out here? I couldn't clear anything. Uh, sorry, what? No, I was going to say something and I decided not to. <laughs> so the definitely 250. I don't think I've ever seen you do that definitely before. Definitely wasn't yawning. The 250, <laughs> uh, the 250 would be easier to ride competitively because I'd be confident in saying you could jump most everything lack of traction maybe but you have a 250 set up right and it's quite good what was the second part of that question second part was what did you change about technique yeah to ride oh a uh, lot of clutch the 125 250 not so much probably but the 125 and supercross i had to use and abuse the clutch to try to keep the thing from not being in the power but from just bogging i really want you to try the 300 i'm curious i'd never <laughs> Yeah. Do you have to use the clutch? No, that's where I was going with that. It's it really feels similar to a 350. Like it's it's insane. It's bottom to mid, like it's so the delivery is so smooth and it's such a smooth build. I really think you would like it. I think you would want to race it if you rode it, honestly. Question for not at the pro level, but in the states in the amateur scene, are you allowed to race a 252 stroke in the 250? Yes. Class? Yeah, at a no. local level, yes. Yeah, because you the F class. Yes, yeah, which is Canada, yeah. which is so messed up. No, totally unfair. Yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, you, can yes, you, can. You, uh, could, you used to be able to do it at Loretta's. Can you still? I'm not sure. That's I know ridiculous. you can do it at so nationals in Canada, and Ooh. you can do it in at the local scene. Yeah, like any really cool, like to hear that in Canada, like at the. There was a couple guys that took advantage of that. I remember in my, the last few years of my amateur days, and I can't remember their names or who it was specifically. Malcolm Stewart in that video of Mini O's was on yeah. one. But weren't it, you on a 450 though? At least he was in the big bike class. No, I was on 250 then. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I wasn't on a 450 that year. That's yeah. such a disadvantage because you have big to time, you have to put a lot of money into a 250F to to make it keep up with these yeah. new modern. Do you think you strokes. still have to do that? I think with this new I think fuel so. injected yeah, of KTM, course. Yeah, that absolutely. The whole game of it. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's they're fast. They're faster. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think uh, it was closer, like with a, a carbureted two fifty two stroke? Do you think a modern two fifty four stroke? The the playing field is more even. Well, with that motor work for a uh, two stroke is substantially cheaper. Right, so you're doing two strokes are fast. Yeah, yeah. and you can yeah. you can really build them to the moon for not a lot of money compared to. But then the 125 in the 250F class isn't fair. Yeah, no. so there wasn't right. really ever a good bike to put in that class. Right, hmm. it's so weird. They need KTM to, 150. Even that is mm, not fair. No, not quite. Needs to be a 200 maybe. maybe yeah, that would be fair. and then if you go 252 strokes to 450s, that's not even close. Right. So huh. it's it's weird. They really don't gel with each other so okay i 
Don't I, I mess telling, with the set. I'm going to poke my eye out of the thing. <laughs> True, it was like here. right in his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I kept talking about this yesterday because I was riding a YZ252 stroke. And YZ. A YZ250. Please yeah. respect the. Yeah, YZ. okay. And I was like, man, I used to... I, I always remembered being faster on two strokes just a few years ago, and now it's like I, I'm i terrible on two well, strokes. You sounded fast. If you close your eyes, it's like he's ripping. It was like, yeah. Do you say H? H? No. Well, I'm not crazy. Okay. Who well, says H? Australia what Nash is, is it? HRC. 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 Honda. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> like, I'd. I can't believe it. I, I maybe like the Alta messed this up too, but my first choice is not a two-stroke anymore. It used to be for a long time. Do you think that that like fuel injected or oil injected or whatever the heck it is is going to change that? Does I think, it ride more like a four-stroke? Yeah, stroke? yeah. The characteristics it, yeah, it of the the this new technology is like it's not like that yamaha that you rode the other day where it's like like yeah right it's more of a smooth curve which yeah. is really weird. cool to see. And you could hear that at straight rhythm actually like the guys that were on because they allowed the ktm team to run the 23 yeah and you could hear how they were coming through it did not sound like the rest of the entire field like yeah. they were they were rolling through the power a yeah. lot different than everyone especially in the final if you guys watch the final between ken roxon and Marvin Muscan. Muscan sounds like he's taking a stroll through the park and he was charging. Like he pushes down so hard and you can tell he's charging. And Roxon was just bouncing that thing off the rev limiter. Hmm. Yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. I want to ride one. Yeah, try mine okay, for so sure. Can we all agree that two strokes were kind of falling off a little bit? Do, are they everyone's like oh i feel like every, at every point in time people are like two strokes are making a comeback <laughs> you know what i mean but are they i it's i don't i think people might say that more or less at different times but it's never going away because they're still the purists of you know that feel like that was the true test of the sport yeah. i mean if i rode in the woods i'd choose a fuel injected and then there's uh, the entire off-road community yeah that, like like uh Johnny oh, Walker one, just won one. on a 300 two-stroke. His beta. Beta or beta? Beta. It's beta. Or beta. It's beta. definitely beta. No, the actual like nation that makes it, they say it's called beta. Beta? beta? Yeah, that's how they say it. I like, like that. Please? Yeah. Beta? Sure. What? Beta. Beta? 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 Please in German. I think it's beta. Beta? Where is a where are betas from? No idea. It sounds like a vegetable. <laughs> the original country. That's how they say it. I what didn't country? say the country. I, I just know that that's, if you, <laughs> that's a, what it is. It's take a uh, guess. If you had to put your money on it, where is where is that bike from? Um, it's not. It's not Italy, is it? That's what I would guess. That's what I would guess. You think so? No, Beta? no. But that's what I would guess. Okay. <laughs> what would you, you think guess? So? No. Sweden, fair. I I love these kind of podcasts <laughs> where it's like a Google away. 
And we're yeah. just like when none of us go can. on our phones. So. And you know what? We're not gonna look it up. No, we're, we're not gonna not. find. We're just after gonna this, We're not. We're gonna forget we had this conversation. Yeah. And people are gonna be screaming at their computer screen. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. No. We're. I. Oh well. Next question. Hit us with it. Next question. Hey Cam. Hey AJ. This is Chris from Oregon, and my question is about jumping. Uh, sometimes when I'm floating through the air, my feet come off the pegs. Um, and I'm just wondering what I'm doing to cause that and what I could do to correct it. Thanks. When you go to hit jumps, your my feet float off the pegs. Why and what do I do? I've gotten that before, yeah. Okay. Take it take it away. Wow, dude. yeah, great. Yeah. I'm glad we know that now. Well, that's the question he asked me, Cam. I Fair. Said, yeah. yeah, I got that question. Is this one of the ones I can try to do first? And you sure. be like, go, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, you better nail this. Okay. So Hey Jackson, my feet go to float off the pegs when I jump super annoying slightly dangerous why do you think that's happening how what do i do to what so do I do working to in reverse from how that happens is it all has to do with how you're coming off the face of the jump so my guess is that you're not in a position where your ankles are absorbing the contact from the face of the jump so that when you come off the top your legs are rebounding instead of just the bike acting separately from your upper body, which would like kick you off. I wouldn't, if I were your student, I wouldn't have understood what you just yeah, said. No, that I was a lot. That was a lot of I words. will say that that was a lot. You did, you tried, yeah, but if, yeah, I was I was definitely your, tried. if I was your student, I would have looked at you and just done this. Can we yeah. get a rating? But not, and then I'll try. Like a teacher's rating? A one out of ten, I would give that a you know a six point one. Six point one. Well, it's, what do you it has sounded like he knew what he was talking about, and it might have been partially right, but so the confidence is very hard. Yeah, when Honestly, you're critiquing people, you want to let them know like briefly what's going on, and then how they can fix it because that didn't really. Okay. Say. I mean, granted, it's tricky because we don't, we can't see it, right? Right. But. Okay, Cam, go ahead. So okay, six so one, can you be? You it? should. I'm you try. should really nail this now, because remember, you guys have been together for a while. So he and I. Yeah. This is a very specific thing, though. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so uh, here, here here's my assumption of what happened, because there was a guy doing it at Tampa yesterday. Some people try to bunny hop jumps. Have you seen that? Yep. Like. And I actually, as I'm thinking about it, I'm starting to understand what you were saying. <laughs> um, You're going to say exactly what I was saying. You know, I'm <laughs> exactly realizing that. That's the problem. I just need to say it differently. Um, but yeah, the the idea is when you come off a jump face, you don't, you're not extending your legs. Typically, you're doing the opposite, right? You're you're dropping your weight instead of trying to. What's my rating? I finished the What's <laughs> my rating? Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, potentially an incomplete sentence there. Yeah. Well, not potentially. Uh, it started it strong. Do you remember? Hang on, hang on. Let me tell a story. Do you remember we were... Um, the, if you guys have been to a recent class, and I am taking credit for this, the the diamond... Yeah. The hand diamond thing to place your... Yeah. Your, your that was camp. Correctly. The Jay-Z thing. Yeah. I don't know where that came. I, I I was talking to a kid at Tomahawk. I'm like, make a diamond and then place your hands on it. And then Nick Thurry was there. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Um, and that's what, how we teach it now. Wow. Uh, that's how we teach it. That's so actually sick. One yeah. of the next... Cl- Thank you, buddy. <laughs> so one of the next... No, I'm not making fun of you at all. That's actually I, sick. And one of the next classes was in Vermont. It was my one of my home tracks. And it is like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, show, show everybody how to do it. I get up there, I hop on the bike, I'm like, all right, well, like, kind of sit up to you, to the front of the seat or whatever, and then do all this stuff, and I finish, and AJ's like, can you imagine if I taught, and I just said, like, yeah, like, keep your feet on, or whatever, like, <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> can we, can we rate his assessment? You can't rate mine, I didn't rate I yours. I didn't say, I meant the collective we. <clears throat> I can take I'll, it. I'll give it a six point nine bro reason Whoa. being Whoa. he didn't Wait. even finish his thought no i know oh, i'm gonna ride that one for a he while he was he and this will make sense because when i go to describe it you'll you'll understand why you started strong got lost at the end and then jumped so, the gun on asking for the rating it but, was a confidence issue yeah right yeah. his confidence mm-hmm. was i don't high. have that problem right yeah no, uh, you okay james well that 6.9 and, and you'll understand why you need to grip the bike with your your lower legs. That's yeah. what's super your important. Your lower legs. The issue is when I started talking, I was yeah. like, "Oh, wing seat," and then I'm well, like, "No, your quads don't grip the that? bike when you're standing." Yours do. No, they don't. Yours do. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I'm actually five seven, which is like average in America. So you big freak. I'm sorry. I'm not you. <laughs> I wouldn't stand next to you and be like, "Oh, wow, he's short." Right. I wouldn't think I never that. thought about it. We just, wait till he leaves and then we do. No, it. the one thing that did the one thing that did bother me though, I was filming you yesterday at the track and yeah. it was noticeable that the perspective of the camera was like looking up at you and I was like, "Ah, oh, this isn't good. I need to hold it up here." <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'll figure that out though. I'll wear big shoes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, Is that what you're gripping do? the bike with your lower well, legs. Anyways, to answer this poor guy's question. Well, no, he's he's gonna. I think, well, he's oh, I think well, we covered. Do you want to continue, like, on my? I think we. I covered can sure. It. I think. Good luck, man. All right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck with that. Your feet. Ninety percent of your jumping should be absorbing the bike, aka meaning when you're hitting, cresting the obstacle, the bike should be actually coming to you, not the opposite, and you floating away from it. If you're preloaded, which is kind of what Cam was beginning to explain, if you. you're preloading it, which is the opposite of soaking up then you need to make sure that you're pinching the bike from the knees down with your toes, with your knees, so that you don't float away from it in that circumstance. But you, my guy with the rain jacket on shouldn't probably be preloading obstacles frequently, if at all. So that means potentially that you're just doing it the wrong way. It should be the opposite of that. Let the bike come to you and it should feel very natural on the jump face and your feet won't float. 10 out of 10. You're welcome. So Next. when you did what he was talking about. Pretty much what I said. <laughs> the centrifugal force of the suspension of the bike would cause you <laughs> to. So, 250. Boom. Nice, dude. Very nice. Wow. Okay. So. What class? Don't know. We've talked about it a million times. When your feet came off the foot pegs, it's because you slipped off. Yeah, that happened on impact of the landing, not on takeoff. Gotcha. Right. That that was me. He's referencing straight, uh, straight, yeah. straight, rhythm. straight rhythm. That was because I ride on the balls of my feet, dropping my heels when I landed that obstacle and cased it hard. I had stock foot pegs on, and my feet just whoosh, both at the same time right off the back. Crazy. Yeah, that wasn't a takeoff issue. That was a casing issue with not sharp foot pegs. And also way too stiff of suspension, so the bike reacted not how it should have. All right, next question. Hit us with it. Next. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Just wondering what you guys do for recovery after riding. If it's massage or foam rolling or anything else like that, let me know what helps you guys the best. Appreciate it. Thanks. Dr. Greg, shout out. Shall we go around? 
Well, I did something new today, and I'm going to start doing it every day. Yeah, but yours is actually good, so we should end with yours. Sure, but James will have a good one, too, so let's hear your here. I usually sit in the car for like two and a half hours and drive home. Good. And then wake Great. up super sore the next Perfect. day. Perfect. Yep, that's what I do every Great. single time. Good way to get I'm some actually, serious lower back. Pain. I feel <laughs> super sore today. My shoulders serious are killing issues. me. Serious issues. And I rode for what? A collective 25 minutes yesterday, probably. So no program other than sit in the car? No, it stinks. It's yeah. terrible. I don't even stretch. Post-ride program. Jackson? Uh, I live about 20 minutes from my track. Okay. Um, there's, on the way out, the exit... Right off the highway towards the track, there's a McDonald's. So, you know, you grab, like, your nuggets and your Smarty McFlurry. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Then I wow. drive home, got to unload the bikes. And then, see, I we I take all winter off riding. So, I just compound my recovery. to I Seasonal. It, I pack it down, and I say, wait. And then, you know, November 1st comes around, you get that first snow, and you're like, all right, now we recover. Seasonal recovery. That's good. It's a good tactic. I think it's called seasonal depression. <laughs> Xbox. What the? James, what is yours? I'm curious to hear yours. Well, your boy loves ice baths. Well, yeah, I do. That's my. That's always been my thing. Like, love it. We okay. had a hot tub. Broke a long time ago. Never got fixed. But is that's hot not. Tub. That's not immediate re- after. Right. You always want to start with ice. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then stretch. We do static stretching. Okay. Um, Any particular ones? Yeah, I mean, ham- I'm big on like hamstrings. <laughs> you all right? Nat, straight to the eyeball. My lower body is super important for me, and then my shoulders as well. Okay. But yeah. What's your timing on all of that? Well, I mean, ice bath. I can stay in an ice bath quite long now. I'm like. I can do like 10 minutes like up to the neck which is a long time okay yeah but like are is this like an hour after you ride or is this like as soon as I can okay um it really depends on how far I'm traveling obviously but I you want to aim to do it within 24 hours it just sounds miserable it's actually yeah. really peaceful once you to get in there yeah you gotta submit yeah so Absolutely. today I finished my last moto and stripped out of my gear immediately and then ran over to the ice bath that's set up at the dog pound and hopped right in it and did five minutes. It felt horribly cold at first. And then when I got out, like it felt nice. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do that every single day I ride from now on. Also, what am I three weeks in basically to my program in training? My lower back is in pretty rough shape and i think that's due to probably mostly tight hip situation yeah hmm. right so i guess i tr- i'm gonna i'm trying to do like it band stretches hip flexor stretches piriformis that's the one in, over here don't do that do oh, you again? should work that one right here jackson <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and <laughs> That if you have lower back pain, demonetize. It's not even monetized. <laughs> it's an audio only podcast. Okay. Wow. Okay. Continue. That's it. That's the whole shebang. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Ice okay. bath, some stretching. Um, yeah. I will immediately have t- scratch in my water. Like uh, I mix it really light consistently, but right after the last moto, I'll probably do like a little bit extra. Right sh- when I get off, is that is a bad that, idea? Well, is that protein? 
or electrolytes. No, so that's more carbs. Should, should you should really that, be getting I protein, that bag of protein immediately to the as soon as you're done. I don't know. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just like the sooner the better. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I said. I said. But we oh, don't know. As if I knew what you. We don't know what we're talking about here. So I, I mean, really you don't, don't want to be ingesting it all day throughout the day. That's where your electrolytes come in. Your carbs. I think we sufficiently answered that question. Yeah. Next question. Can't yeah. hit us with yeah. it. Yeah. Shout out, Dr. Greg. Yep. So combine G. them all. Combine them all. Take all four of our ideas, and right. just kind of mash them together. Well, except to sit in the car for two hours. That sounds yeah. Terrible. You should not. Dude, do I need that. to start stretching, but I always forget. Why don't you stretch before you leave the track? Just a little bit. Well, I, I should. Yeah. I just forget. No, always. start now. What? Do some stretches. No. All okay. right, here we go. James, you want to stretch them out? Hey, Coach AJ, cameraman Cam. Uh, so a question for you guys for this week's podcast. I know for myself, I get to ride once a week, sometimes twice a week if I'm lucky. Um, and for me, that's my release. That's my happy place. Uh, so... If I ride Sunday, literally the next day, I'm already thinking about, man, I can't wait to go ride again uh, next weekend. It's, I get that excitement to go ride all week. So I'm wondering for like the pro level guys, people like yourself, um, you know, obviously Jet, Hunter, that ride so frequently, um, you know, doing multiple 30 minute motos during the week, training all week, and then racing during the weekend. Do you guys still get that excitement to throw your leg over the bike and go ride or does it kind of become repetitive and monotonous? You know, I know you guys still love the sport, but do you just still get that excitement and that fire to go ride and have some fun on your dirt bike? That's a good question. Yeah. Great question. And it's yeah. a great, question. like, that ties to a lot of conversations we've had this week about the sport and the industry in total. Great question. And the general answer to that is no. Almost every single pro rider would answer no to that. Almost every single one. Yeah. Like, I would be one of the few exceptions. Right. Which is sad. Because it's taken for me to... It's all perspective, obviously. And this is with anything. When you get into that grind of doing it all the time, especially for every one of these riders that have done it since they've been a kid, and they haven't experienced that break or any time off or getting out of it and then back into it to be able to properly appreciate it you are just you're it's it's work yeah and, it, and it's the hardest type of work it's like mentally makes you feel like crap most of the time because you're just defeated always and physically it's exhausting but for me now i love it yeah. Like I ended today and now that I got the flat tire and didn't get to finish that moto, I am pumped to get there tomorrow and do it all over again. That's I something can't wait. I feel like it's almost like across like Cam could probably even speak this too, like across all things that like people normal civilians can like partake in and be like, This is so cool. And then like but that is like a truth of the world. It's like once it's a job, no matter how cool it is, it's still a job. Like, Cam gets to film. Like, this is pretty much, I don't want to speak for you, but, like, if this is not a dream job. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? But it's still, there are the days where it's like, geez, I got to do what? Like, that's well, a no, lot. It, it, I always say it wasn't my dream. Right. This was like, you guys watched the video I'm making last yeah. night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, My dream was not to do this. This yeah. was, like, never even in the frame of reference. Like, of course. For, so to be doing this is, like, so much beyond a dream come true. And what's really interesting for me in my situation is like I was in the honeymoon phase for two years, I would say, with the dirt bikes and the supercross. 
when I got kicked out at Supercross, that took a major hit when I started seeing like just media passes and, and like filming dirt bikes is actually wicked hard mm-hmm. just logistically right not to mention yeah you're out in the sun all, which i mean i'm thankful for all of this but yeah no there's there's aspects that are difficult um but i think overall like right you know yeah obviously, that's just kind of a I, fi- I feel like that's kind of a universal truth of like something that is a hobby for a lot of people like once it's work like that's just what it is and it's work oh charger oh that's the other one that's the other one we mustangs and chargers get them um but it's perspective pressure is what creates that problem yeah so and you see guys go through these phases of not enjoying it and then enjoying it again because of a situation that has created less pressure yeah and another conversation that stems off of that too now there's a helicopter cheers get me out of this city huh um Another side of that conversation is something we talked about in the truck on the way back. That's something that's like, I know I've been a fan of the sport for a long time. I know how the feeding system works and I know how, you know, a lot of this industry cycle moves. But being there in person, seeing this ridiculous track, seeing how fast these people are and then seeing them pull off and take their helmet off and being like, oh, these are children. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that these are like, like there's literally kids out there that have already this month done more laps than me or like the guy who sent in the question are gonna do in a year, in two years, in 10 years. Like, the, the amount of riding that these guys do, yeah. like, I, you know, it's easy to hear them be like, oh man, today sucked, and it's like, you know, when I work construction, when I hear people are like, oh, you had a hard day riding dirt bikes, but it's just, it's true. And they've been doing it since they were, you know, 16 years old, like just grinding out laps on a supercross track is, and, is insane. And what's the age range of all of these pros? Like, let's say it's 20 to 28. Yeah. Right. Most of them aren't mentally there yet to be able to even like, their brains aren't developed enough to even like know what appreciation of appreciation, something is. Yeah. yeah. So by the time their career is over, then it's looking back at it as, oh man. And that's I not, wish I could have that's enjoyed not at that. all saying that, oh, these kids are ungrateful. Like not even a little bit. That's just saying like this is the only life that they know. And so yeah, of yeah. course it like it looks like It's just different. It, it's just different. I I love, I'm so happy that I ended up in the situation that I ended up in because I love riding. Going to Tampa yesterday and doing freestyle tricks and riding and just having fun. Today, grinding away. Did I have fun in that first moto when I got arm pump? Absolutely not. But I was able to then like take the challenge on of, okay, I need to now reset and go out and try and do it again and be better the next time. That's fun. And that's something like even like we've been able to see like like now that we have like an actual team of people that like all ride at different levels like like it's not aj pulling us to be like we got to go ride it's us when we all fly in from all over the world and we're like aj we get to go ride and you're like all right and then we get there and it's like all right this is fun and i feel like a bit of that is because of like the excitement that you see in all of us and it's a little bit of like oh yeah no this is cool so to finish my thought uh riding i i've i've never felt like 
oh, right. I gotta go ride. Like, oh, no? typically for me, the cadence is, as I alluded to earlier, every track is two hours plus from my house. Usually about halfway home, I'm like, ah, I just want to go ride again. Literally, and I usually say it out loud. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm ready to go again. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's nothing better. And to relate to his comments in the beginning, it's like, yeah, dude, everything, the world shuts off when you, like, for me, that's, that's, that's it. Like, yeah. and no matter that's, what that's, emotion, no matter what, you're on a bike, that's all that matters. Yeah, and, it's and awesome. that's the luxury that, like, you and I, and I'm sure even the commentator, like, even if he does race at a local level, it's like watching AJ bust those laps out today, he has to look at the pit board, and then while he doubles into a whoop section, he has to think, okay, that was how many tenths more than the last time I went? I've never had to think about anything when I'm doing a lap. Sure. And so that's another difference is, like, you guys are, like, you're not just doing laps to ride dirt bikes. It's like there is a purpose there. And so it's like even in the situation you're in, like, you know, you come around there, you see the pit board and your brain is firing on top of like, hey, don't die here. Also, it's like, why was I a second slower there? What did I do different? Why? Do you know how mad I get at the pit board operator when it doesn't say what I want it to say when I come around? Because when I have a good lap or what I thought to be a good lap and I come around and the pit board doesn't agree with me, I'm like, are you kidding me? How would I rate your pit board no. performance? No, 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 no. I don't care no, about that. No. Um, pretty high. He doesn't even care. You were good at it. Thank you. I tried, It helped dude. motivate me. But I liked here's, when you would give me a little like. Does that do something? Yes. Let, I, all right, 100%. hang on. Stop talking for a second. Sorry. Okay. How sick was it when you came around in your second moto and Tate was there with the computer <laughs> screaming and I was oh, screaming yeah. and Jackson was screaming yeah. and you have two laps left, yeah. you're 18 laps in. Yeah. It's helpful. You are fried at that point. But what Did is you it? you hear me yell back? Yeah. yeah. What does it do for you no, for those last really two laps? Really helpful. Really helpful. Uh, I don't know why, but it just yeah. is. It well, just, when I get that. What like helped, in, part of that is that Tate was mapping. Yeah, yeah. Tate went out was, with her, he just for reference. He came out with his backpack, and he was like, "How's he doing?" And J uh, James was like, "Yeah, he's he needs a little juice. He needs something." And he's like, <laughs> "Okay." And he pulled his laptop out of it. He didn't even take his backpack off. He just Unreal. goes like this, and he's like, "I got it at Best Buy." And we're like, "Awesome!" He whips it open, and he's like, "All right." Yeah. And it worked. And he mapped my bike on he, the fly. He mapped yeah. your bike on the fly. Unbelievable. And I don't my even last know, two laps, can we even be talking about this? My last like, two laps were good. Does Honda yeah, want us? Right? Yeah. For how tired I was, yeah. I did well in my last two laps. There's something about having... Knowing that that technology is out there. You just got to find Tate. That's true. Yeah. I was trying to be serious here. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Okay. It's helpful. Yeah. And uh, most of the time at the track, I don't have that because I'll have one guy and that guy's busy filming. And Dazzy's not paying much attention to me. Yeah. You know, so I'm just kind of like, it's hard to be motivated sometimes when you're circulating the track and like nobody's watching you. When someone's running a pit board for me, it just makes me feel like someone's with me the whole lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just, if it, you mess up a little bit, you have the urgency to fix it so that, yeah, where otherwise it's like, oh, that just screwed. Yeah. Forget that. Exactly. Lap. We'll try it again next But you time. have someone there at the finish line waiting for you. Yeah. I, I had a question on the, the use of a pit board because, like, unless you're actually racing at a serious level, it's not necessary. But at I the races, I don't look at it. Because there's one thing that, like, I don't know without just going faster and just you got to just do it. 
but like we've been talking a lot lately and like on social media and in a lot of the training is about eye speed is there anything that people could do with a pit board that would help like train someone's eye speed I think there's some people out there that if you wrote them something on the pit board, they wouldn't be able to read it because they can't, they don't, their eye speed isn't good enough to, at whatever speed they're going, to look at that pit board and to digest what they just saw. Right. So, yeah, I would say, like, if step one is write a lap time on a pit board and see if you can even read it. I, I bet you there's a lot of people that can't. What? Nothing. Okay. I asked James. How funny that. was it today when you well, guys no, said, you said that's hey, stupid. No, you said, hey, you said, that's is there anything we can do to train his eye speed? Whip no, the pitboard out him. and then pull it back. Not him. See if I meant can read for it. the people. Yeah. I meant for the, the common people. Oh, okay. The common folk. All right. So this is going to be breaking down footage. I'm so, so excited. Uh, Tyron, I believe, asks, how do I fix my upper body stability? Great. And this is inside of the Moto Academy app, right? Yeah, this was sent in. Great. <laughs> Easy fix. Uh, make sure that you guys are going to go first, obviously. Can I see it? Can we pass it around? Yeah, wait, hang on. I know what I'm going to say. Do you know what you're going to say? I have two things. Wait, Same. we're going to go first, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, can I go first? You're going to rate again, right? Yeah. Rate our performance? No, maybe I mean, three I'll, things. Should what I is, go first this time? Yeah, you go first this time. Okay, you want to watch it. You. Okay, so here's the deal. This is what helped me a ton with upper body stability, which is something I've been working on a lot recently. It's okay. just trying to keep my elbows up and all that stuff. Um, Two most major things for me is where I'm sitting on the seat, because if you're sitting too far back, your elbows are going to be down. Um, which, in that clip, that's just major inside elbow drop or whatever. But what's actually helped me the most with upper body stability is the rotation of your wrist, right? So do the diamond thing that we have now coined um, to rotate oh, that what? It's Jay Z. Okay, to rotate the outside of your wrist out, which pops your elbows up. But also, this is what really helped me, is I was gripping the bars like this. Like, like my, my wrist was at a, not a 90 degree angle, but way too much of an angle, right? And what actually helped me the most is make sure your levers aren't too high, all that jazz. Um, and re-gripping to where your wrist is straight with your forearm. You know what I mean? And if you do those things, if you your outside of your wrist is pointed out, your you know wrist, your hand to forearm is straight and not bent like crazy, and you're sitting in the right spot, it's going to be hard to drop your elbow. You know what I mean? Are you done? Yeah, that's all I got. Jeez. Very good. Uh, I would give that a... Wait. I want to hear what he has to say first. I can't rate. I'll rate his after. Yeah. Mine whoa, before. whoa. Yeah, wait. Right. That feels right, that's weird. That's fine. I'm pretty confident in this. Um, I can see him on his corner entry. He's hasn't decided whether he still should be in the braking position or should be sitting down yet. So he's kind of in between. So let's you know, take into consideration how many times he watched that clip versus yeah. how many times I watched. You the had clip. All right, my continue. answer to work off of for your answer, and you still couldn't finish a sentence. So <laughs> I'd say we're pretty even. All right. So coming into the corner when he goes through the braking zone. In between where he's, you can kind of d t tell he's done his braking and before the actual berm, he's like in between, he's kind of crouching. It's something I used to be really bad for when I came uh, to Tomahawk. That was the one thing that you were like, you're in between all the time. Like you can't decide whether you're like, so that it just starts the distribution of weight is not where it's supposed to be. And what ends up happening is he, he's already starting to tip before he's in the corner. 
because he's not like still back where he's supposed to be and he's not snapping forward right as you know you sit down for the corner exit another oh, thing nice i smile. noticed I'm just laughing at another thing i noticed my rating's gonna cost was that the toes are pointed out and what that means is that he is not waiting the outside foot peg when he's going around that corner that's good that's good and uh, you combine those two things together as the weight not being where it's supposed to be when he gets to the corner and not being able to weight the outside peg, your all the gravity is just pulling your bike down like this. So then at, on the corner exit, that's when you see the elbow and the head flip and you know the front starts to do a little bit of this. And so I'd say being more definitive with where I'm going to attack where I'm going to break, where I'm going to sit down and wait the outside peg would fix that problem. Not bad, a little wordy, little wordy. But, Said the same thing a little too many times yes. in like slightly different ways. But a good. But you were accurate on both. The yeah. entry I think was less of an issue in that specific situation. The foot was a big one. I'm gonna give you a 8.2 and I'm gonna give you an, also an 8.2. God. I think those were <laughs> good for different reasons. Uh, James, go ahead. I'll go last. Or are you oh, am I? Do, oh, I don't. I don't. Because I'm going to rate you. You guys both did good, by the way. Yeah. But um, can you rate us? He can. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at a dead tie right now. Okay. Am I? I'm really. De- this is the deciding. This is the deciding <clears throat> factor. Yeah. Oh, man, can't see Cam. Yours was very good, and it was very simple. Simple is always good. Right. And every I, th- I find I simple. <laughs> I think everyone can understand that. That's the thing. Whereas Jackson, that, that someone like me or him would understand that. Right. Uh, whereas if you get a six-year-old kid that has poor upper body stability, and he's got a lot of other things going on as well, like that's going to be tough for him to absorb, and it's going to take take time. So you guys are very close. I would say uh, I got to give it to Cam. I gotta mm-hmm. Cam. I gotta give you. I gotta give you an eight five, and Jackson. I gotta give you an eight four, and not because I don't. I only have to do this for the camera. If the camera wasn't here, I, I don't know. Valiant effort by yeah. both, uh, yeah. James. Um, what I didn't like. So those things, yes. What I didn't like was when he reaccelerated out of the corner. What he did with his upper body. His elbows came into his sides as he reaccelerated, whereas you need to focus more so on pinching your shoulder blades together, remaining upright, and then coming here versus coming here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason that would happen for somebody like this person is because they are sitting really far back on yeah. the seat. So they're kind of left no choice to keep any amount of weight over the front end. They're like having to drive their head super far forward. So so on his entry, I think he got a little confused at the tail end, like where he wanted to sit. He was a little unsure of that. Dragged the rear brake really deep. He's on the rear brake until... He was riding on the heel of his halfway foot Halfway in the corner. And you can see when he goes to rotate his foot off of the brake, he does the old like one of these and right when he does that is his first dip in the corner right exactly when he does that is the first dip then he sits in the wrong spot in the seat sits too far back you have to slide forward two inches at least that will allow your head to be a little bit more upright also you're turning the handlebars he's turning the handlebars with 
to get around the corner. And, and that's not, not a tight turn. Like, so that caused the second knife. Elbows are down. I mean, everything, all of what you guys said, you just have to, and then locked as well when he goes to stand coming out of the corner. Overall, I mean, it looked fast, but we don't care about speed. Feet on, which is good. For him, the what would you- The simple tip would be sit more forward with your butt so you can be more upright with your upper body. You, you should be, try to be like a statue in the corner. If, you're, if this guy's main question, main concern was upper body stability, then the solution to that is trying to be more like a statue when you sit. Hold the bars different so we're not doing this the whole time and just be a statue. That's it. That was way too aggressive. That was like, yeah, we're coming out of the turn, yanking with the forearms, dropping your head. Just like this. Easy. So uh, pivoting off of that and the, the discussion we just had. Um, Did I look like I was doing a good job of that today? Yeah. Was there anything today that I, was that supposed to be blanking? That means battery's blinking. So is there anything today that looked like something consistently that maybe looked off or that I needed to work on? Other uh, small mistakes aside, like something that you would see regularly or did everything look good? I think you need to be careful with how you're jumping into the whoops like that because that <laughs> scared me. Yeah. D really? Yeah. yeah. All of us were like, our salary. <laughs> Literally. With every other whoop, you were uh, like, I can just skip three. And we were like, please, no more. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It felt 100% like in control to me, though. <laughs> well, but yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But anything yeah. else other than the jumping into the whoops? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to knit nitpick at all just that there was no. mistakes but otherwise yeah, yeah. No. okay so well, you, were, ra you were racing today there's gonna be little things that go wrong yeah. like even yeah. if you look at the boys like when they're racing things happen and you were racing so yeah there's foot dabs there's yeah. things here and there you race today that's that's it yeah what, you know remember uh, yeah saying? no i do uh so knowing like it sounds like you know i'm a little wordy but i have the right idea Cam can't finish a sentence, but I he, just think he, he doesn't use oh. he doesn't use more words than necessary. No, no, this is a good thing. Number one, if you were to turn us loose on a class, <laughs> okay, what is the age range you would be comfortable with being like? You can teach them, and how many students could we handle? Mm, that's a that's good. So you guys on an average class, you know, usually twenty five to thirty. If there's one instructor, we can do about fifty. If there's two, correct? Can you we'll can you 40. honestly we'll say forty do the same for me because I want to hear what you have to say for me after all this okay and you know you guys teach from five year olds to a hundred and five year olds so me and, and do Cam, it quickly yeah and do this quickly this is how we're signing off how many kids could we teach and what is the age range that you'd be like yeah they'll get what you're saying I think you guys could handle twenty riders between the two of you. Okay. So 10. 10 each. 10 each, yeah. What age? I think normal demographic. Right. I think as, as long as you don't toss a, um, a wild card in there. Okay. Like a three-year-old that's riding for the first time right. that showed up to class for some reason. Okay. Then you guys would be able to handle all ages. I think the issue is more of... Lamotoacademy.com or tour.themotoacademy.com. The 2003... 2023, 2023. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> uh, the, the tour dates are up, uh, the class prices are there, but uh, if you want a little more bang for your buck, 
uh, just give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> do a class. Uh, the issue is skill level, not age. No, it's not. Uh, oh, you're mm. saying that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter how old they are, how young they are. The issue is the skill level. Okay. Maybe not, but it would be tough. I can't teach Jet Lawrence to do anything on a dirt bike. Maybe you, you could. I don't know. I don't know. If they're, will, will they listen to you? I mean, Probably maybe not. his little foot thing he does on the right side. But yeah, that, he's like, fixing that quite a bit, though. Oh, good. I've yeah. been watching but it. But, like, Jet's not taking a class. You and me are, we're going to start doing this. <laughs> do you need a percentage of that if we start teaching classes? Nope. Really? Oh, let's go. You can there keep you all of the income that you right, guys get from that. Go to the motoacademy.com. <laughs> so generous. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for class. Or the other motoacademy.com. <laughs> <laughs> the other motoacademy.com. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> the motoacademy.com, sign up for class, train online. Send in questions. Download this podcast. Send in questions that is exclusive to people inside of the app. So for the two people still listening, driver Jamie, shout out. Shout out driver Jamie. Shout out Ryan because he can't reach his phone. <laughs> shout he out Ryan. To the next podcast. We love you, Cheers. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, you're the man. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you, and I promise I will give you more responsibilities as soon as I can. But I'm excited to have you at Supercross. This is a personal note to Jamie to end the podcast. Okay. All right. Okay, camera's about to die. Moto Academy, episode 20-something. Toodaloo.